Today is December 12th, 2023. This is Read the New Testament. Mark 14, um, 1 through 31. Hey, go ahead and start reading. It was not two days before the Passover and the feast of of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and scribes were seeking how to arrest him by stealthing, Mm-hmm. Stealth? Secret. By stealth Cunning. and kill him. For they said, not during the feast, lest there be any uproar from the people. Great. And while he was at Bethany <clears throat> in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment and pure of pure nard, very costly. And she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, Why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do good to them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. What a beautiful picture, right? She anointed Jesus, and it's still being told today. All right, verse 10. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money, and he sought an opportunity to betray him. Okay, here comes Passover that they're going to celebrate. And on the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city. And a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. And whatever, wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. There, prepare for us. And the disciples set out and went to the city and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when it was evening, he came with the twelve, and as they were reclining at table and eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be sorrowful and to say to him one after another, Is it I? He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. And as they were eating, he took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though they all fall away, I will not. And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he emphatically said, 
If I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all, and they all said the same. Start chapter 6, 1 Corinthians. Maybe through 11? Through 11, yep, nice and loud. Go ahead. Working together with him, then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now it is the favorable time. Behold, now in the day of salvation, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry but as servants of god we command ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions affections hardships calamities beating imprisonments riots labors sleepless nights hunger by purity knowledge patience kindness the holy spirit genuine love by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left through honor and dishonor through slander and praise we are treated as impostors um, and yet we are true as unknown and yet well known as dying and behold we live as punished and yet not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich and having nothing yet possessing everything it's a lot of long sentences a lot of long sentences okay Okay. bear with us guys we're gonna finish 11 we have spoken freely to you corinthians our heart is wide open you are not restricted by us but you are restricted in your own affections in return i speak as to children widen your hearts also Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst. Be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of the Lord. Okay, chapter 7, verse 2. Make room in your hearts for us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have taken advantage of no one. I do not say this to condemn you, for I said before that you are in our hearts to die together and live together. I am acting with great boldness towards you. I have great pride in you. I am filled with comfort. In all our affliction, I am overflowing with joy. For even when we came into Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were afflicted at every turn, fighting without fear, fighting without and fear within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort with which, we, he, with which he was comforted by you, as he told us of your longing, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoice still more. For even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I see that the letter has grieved you, though only for a while. As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. 
For you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through it. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, but also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. At every point you have proved yourselves in the matter. So although I wrote to you, it was not for the sake of the one who did the wrong, nor for the sake of the one who suffered the wrong, but in order that your earnestness for us might be revealed to you in the sight of God. Therefore, we are comforted. And besides our own comfort, we rejoice still more at the, at the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. For whatever boasts I made to him about you, I was not put to shame. But just as everything we said to you is true, so also our boasting before Titus has proved true. And his affection for you is even greater as he remembers the obedience of you all, how you received him with fear and trembling. I rejoice because I have complete confidence in you. Ooh, so summaries <laughs> for six and seven. Yeah. Yikes. Paul's pouring out his heart to them. Paul pours out his heart. You can just say that in, bo- in both those. But, but pick up like some of these phrases, like he was in afflictions. And he afflicts, and he was grieved. Yes. Yeah, very much so. That is super, super good. But we were afflicted, but we were comforted by Titus. Make sure chapter 7, you have something about Titus. Titus came and comforted us. We were afflicted, but comforted. Chapter 6, we are crushed, but we are, are not uh, in despair. Okay, something like that. All right, we got to go. Say bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.